Hello listeners, this is Joseph Whiteside and you're listening to This Mad World. This Mad World News, Doomsday Cult Mom, Lori Vallow Daybell, who's at the center of a Idaho case connected to the deaths of her two children, will likely be charged in Arizona with the 2019 fatal shooting of her ex-husband, Charles Vallow. According to media reports, Charles Vallow had been seeking a divorce from his wife after she became involved in the, in the preparing a people's cult. A doomsday prepper group. The latest twist in the bizarre saga comes after Vallow Daybell and Chad Daybell, whom she later married, were charged in Idaho in connection to the deaths of her two children, Joshua J.J. Vallow and Tylee Ryan. Nexium 6 cult leader Keith Rainier will be sentenced for his crimes in October. Rainier, aka Vanguard by his followers, was found guilty of sex trafficking, racketeering, and conspiracy after his trial in 2019. Rainier, 59, is notorious for branding women with his initials and treating some as his sex slaves as part of his upstate cult that ran itself as a self-help group. He would get the other members to brand each other. Serial killer inmate Sunday Shodobi has escaped, who is the main suspect for the murder of up to six people in Ankeli local government area of Nigeria. Sunday claims he was paid and taught to do indications over the victims by Adodokin Yunsa, a local herbalist. Who also was arrested. After the police linked the rash of rapes and murders in Ankeley to the apparent orders of Yunsa, the prime suspect Sunday, however, escaped from the police custody on August 11th, and two days later, another woman identified as Fomaleo Aldeo was killed in the era in the same manner as the other six women with a machete. The two police officers in charge of his custody had been arrested due to the fact that he had to have had help to escape. He was being held in Nigeria's most secure prison. Golden State Killer News The second in three days of testimony from dozens of women and men from the trauma of surviving the crimes committed by D'Angelo, better known as the Golden State Killer, who terrorized California during the 1970s and 80s. Survivors say the violence prompted moves, divorces, and left them with an unshakable fear, but also a desire to help those with similar experiences. For more information on this case, read I'll Be Gone in the Dark by the late Michelle McNamara. Also, a documentary series on HBO is out now, produced by her husband, Patton Oswalt. In extremist news, weeks after saying it removed Boogaloo products, Amazon is still listing patches and t-shirts promoting the far-right extremist group. The Boogaloo movement is a loosely organized American far-right anti-government extremist movement. Adherents of the movement are often referred to as Boogaloo Boys. The movement 
has also been described as a militia, but is actually a real threat whose members have already killed people. While Antifa has killed no one, the Bugulus use their loose organization as a cover. So when one of their members kills someone, they can say we can't be held accountable for that person's actions. Social media companies and online stores must do more to combat this growing problem. All they are doing is slapping a band-aid onto a wound that needs stitches. For more information on the Boogaloo problem, listen to Behind the Bastards by Robert Evans, the creator of Machetison, and produced by Sophia Lichman. Now for the main story, the Lake Murders. The severed heads of two women were discovered in two states, only 150 miles away from each other. The first victim was by Classio Lake, Louisiana, on 1st of March, 2018. Second victim was near Lake Houston, Texas, on the 24th of March, 2018. Both heads were taken off in a similar fashion. Investigators said it appears to have been a saw-like device used to remove the victim heads, but that the saw patterns were not identical. Both heads were found in different types of plastic bags also. The first victim was found by a Louisiana prison inmate during a cleanup detail. The severed head was found in a shopping bag. The Cameron Parish Sheriff's Office reported that the forensic testing revealed the victim to be Hispanic or a white woman with medium brown hair between 30 and 50 years old. Due to decomposition, it is difficult to see facial features, but they found no trauma to her skull. Investigators also said the head was in an advanced state of decomposition, but in July of 2018, LSU Forensics Labs reconstructed the victim's head and produced a model of what the victim looked like. There will be a link to the model and sketch on the podcast Twitter. The second head was also discovered during a cleanup at Lake Houston, Texas. This time by two volunteers who found the remains in a large black bag. The Houston County Institute of Forensic Science said the victim could be either Hispanic or white with natural dark hair and between the ages of young adult to middle age. A sketch was produced in June of 2018 of the victim. This sketch will also be on the podcast Twitter. Witnesses at the Lake Houston site saw a man in his 20s around 5 foot 4 to 5 foot 8 inches with short dark brown hair with long bangs. He got out of his Chevy Silverado extended cab truck and threw a black bag off a bridge near where the victim's head was found. He was seen getting out of a teal or bluish-green Chevrolet truck that appeared to have been in several wrecks. Until someone submits dental records, they cannot make a comparison. As of now, no DNA results have been released, but they have been submitted to the FBI. Both cases are still open. If you have any information on these crimes, please contact the Cameron Parish Sheriff's Office for the Louisiana case. And for the Houston case, please contact the Houston Police Department. 
Special thanks to reporters Jose R. Gonzalez and Chandler Watkins. Now for a liar story. It's fall in the Midwest. You and your friends decide to go camping. And you sat down by the campfire with your friends and some good whiskey. Y'all turn up the stereo, relax. Then out of the darkness, you hear a tenor voice in the dark singing along. You call out and get a reply, asking for some of that whiskey. Look around to your friends who all shrug. You say, what the hell? Here's some risky friend. Why don't you come out of the darkness? And out hops a jackalope. Whoa, we're, we're not in a lunchable commercial. The jackalope looks a little peed. It takes a shot and hops back into the darkness. The popular mythical creator of the plains of North America, the jackalope. The antler species of rabbits are brownish in color, weigh between 3 and 5 pounds, with lightning speeds of up to 90 miles per hour. They are said to be vicious when attacked and use the antlers to fight. This is sometimes called the warrior rabbit. The jackalope can imitate the human voice according to legend. During the days of the Old West, when cowboys gathered by the campfire singing at night, jackalopes could be heard mimicking their voices or singing along, usually as a tenor. It is said that jackalopes, the rare lupus alacapra, only breed during lightning flashes, and that their antlers make the act difficult, despite the hare's reputation for fertility. Jackalopes are said to be so dangerous that hunters are advised to wear stovepipes on their legs to keep from being gored. Stores in Douglas, Wyoming sell jackalope milk, but the New York Times questions its authenticity on grounds that milking a jackalope is known to be fraught with risk. One of the ways to catch a jackalope is then to entice it with whiskey, the jackalope's beverage of choice. Stories or descriptions of animal hybrids have appeared in many cultures worldwide. A 13th century Persian work depicts a rabbit with a single horn like a unicorn. In Europe, the horned rabbit appear in medieval and renaissance folklore in Bavaria, the Wolpendinger, and elsewhere. Natural history texts such as the history book of natural crowd angles by John Johnson in the 17th century and illustrations such as Anemia Covadarpedia et Reptilia by Horace Hoffenangel in the 16th century include the horned hare. These early scientific texts describe and illustrate the hybrids as thought as though they were real creatures. Most commonly cited in the states of Wyoming, Colorado, Nebraska, and New Mexico, the jackalope also appears to have a European cousin in Germany, known as the Wolpentinger, and in Sweden, a related species called Skivadar. Legends about horned rabbits also occur in Asia, Africa, as well as Europe. In Central America, mythological references to a horned rabbit creature can be found in cultural legends. Cultural oral tradition have passed down tales of a horned rabbit and of the deer getting horns from the rabbit. The rabbit and deer were paired, though not combined as a hybrid, as day signs in the calendar of the Mesoamerican period of the Aztecs, as twins, brothers, even the sun and moon. The New York Times attributes the American jackalope's origin 
1932 hunting outing involving the late Douglas Herrick of Douglas, Wyoming. Herrick and his brother had studied taxidermy by mail order as teenagers. When the brothers returned from a hunting trip for jackrabbits, Herrick tossed the carcass into the taxidermy store, where it came to rest beside a pair of deer antlers. The accidental, the accidental combination of animal forms sparked Herrick's idea for a jackalope. The first jackalope the brother put together was sold for $10 to Roy Ball, who displayed it in Douglas Labonte Hotel. The mounted head was stolen in 1977. The jackalope became a popular local attraction in Douglas, where the Chamber of Commerce issues jackalope hunting lessons to tourists. The tags are good for hunting during official jackalope season, which occurs for only one day, June 31st, from midnight to 2 a.m. In Herrick's hometown of Douglas, there's an 8-foot statue of a jackalope, and the town hosts an annual Jackalope Day celebration in early June. Now, by the end of the 18th century, scientists generally rejected the idea of horned hares as a biological species. Researchers suggest that at least some of the tales of horned hares was inspired by sightings of rabbits infected with the Shop papilloma virus. It causes horn and antler-like tumors to grow in various places on themselves to comic hoaxing by entrepreneurs who seek attention for their products, their persons, or their towns, such as Douglas, Wyoming. In popular culture, numerous bands are named after the fearsome creature. Jackalopes have appeared in video games such as Red Dead Redemption, Redneck Rampage, and Guild Wars 2. It also has appeared in TV shows such as Bonucula, Pixar Bounden, Fresh Off the Boat, and Erie, Indiana, as well as commercials such as the main spokesperson for Lunchables, as well as mounted on nearly every Western-themed bar and restaurant in the U.S. And that's it for episode one. Thank you for listening. Uh, it will get better. All right. See you guys next week. You're listening to This Mal World.